Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, October 3rd, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone welcome back to rocket city lift i'm tara bolger and i'm brett goodman and we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day we're going to read another of the parables of jesus but before we do that let's begin with prayer let us pray lord jesus christ may we connect ourselves into the stories that you tell us and we find our stories in the grand story of your redemption May we know who we are more intimately in relation to you. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen to this passage from Luke's Gospel, the 10th chapter, verses 25 through 37. Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? The lawyer answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, the lawyer asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, And when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which one of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The lawyer said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, how are you and what's bringing you joy? This weather is bringing me joy, Brett. Yes. Um, it is uh, just been gorgeous. And um, my uh, husband for my 50th birthday party got me a convertible. And so even though the temperature was like 48 this morning, I put on like a heavy jacket and put the top down because it's just that pretty yeah. outside. Yeah. There is a, my dad had a Jeep growing up and there was nothing better than like cool weather out and like heater on uh-huh it's just it like, has seat heaters oh, which is like the perfect combo yes, isn't it yeah that is amazing yeah what about you how are you and what's bringing you joy uh i'm well uh what's bringing me joy 
my class last night was really, really wonderful. We've been looking at Greek words, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes those classes have been hits, and sometimes they've been misses. <laughs> but last night was uh, a definite hit. We were looking at the word euangelion, which is gospel, uh, and it was just really neat. Of We started out, you know with this word and we defined it first before we began we came up with two or three things that were pretty good answers and then we looked at its its etymology and then we looked at how it's used throughout the new testament how paul uses it how peter uses it uh and then by the end and then each time we did we added to our definition and by the end it was so much more expansive mm-hmm. uh, which was just a really uh, neat thing to to journey with the people in the class to get to that point and so yeah. it was just it was a lovely class that's awesome but to our scripture uh the lawyer's question and reciting of the commandments prompts jesus to say do this and you will live what does this mean and what does it mean that the lawyer asked the next question because he wants to quote justify himself So these are folks speaking who are uh, steeped in Judaism um, at that time. And in Judaism, there is the idea that to be righteous before God, and I always think of righteous um, as right relationship. So to be in right relationship with God means that you would live a life of meaning and fullness. It's not really even about uh, material blessings, although that's certainly been a part of the conversation. Although we'll read Deuteronomy on Wednesday and it talks about being blessed with like crops and with children. Um, And so there's an idea, though, that if some way you can be in right relationship with God, um, that you can have this kind of full life. It doesn't mean that if you aren't, you're going to die. It's really about the quality of life, that this is the way to get at a quality of life that it matters, that is full of richness. And so that's what Jesus means when he says, look, do these things and you will be in right relationship if you can love God and love your neighbor. And that will lead to a life of, of fullness. For me, I kind of think of things in terms of like how it might feel in my body. And it, for me, that kind of life that I think Jesus wants for us is that feeling of, I have loved to the best of my ability, and God has accepted that offering, and everything is just okay. Um, so that's that's what Jesus is telling him. But then the lawyer goes on, right? Well, who exactly is my neighbor? And the text says that he wants to justify himself. And this is the idea that the lawyer wants a very strict definition of who neighbor is so he can like check it off. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've done Is my neighbor the three people who live next to me? Is it the people who live on either side of me? Um, who is my neighbor? And so that begins the parable of who a neighbor actually is. Um, but you know what? Who doesn't want to justify themselves? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What do you make of those questions and about? having this kind of relationship where you live. Yeah, I think that um, Jesus is pointing to, you know, this is what this is what he says the most important commandments are. The lawyer has nailed it right on the head. Um, and then there is this yearning for perhaps a little bit more. It makes, <laughs> while you were talking, it made me think of one of our members. Uh, he talks about how he loves to take the Bible as literally as possible so that he can find loopholes in it. Um, so when he, he 
when Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies, he's like, that's fine with me. I can find some loopholes in, in, in the Psalms where they pray, pray for smiting on their enemies. And yeah. so I'm good with that. I can find a loophole in that. Um, but, uh, but this isn't, Jesus will go on and we'll talk about it on Friday about who our neighbor is to be a more holistic picture of that. But I think to your, uh, to the initial question of what does Jesus mean when he says, do this and you will live. Um, I think that, I think that what he is describing is that if you are looking for, for us today, if you're looking for meaning in life, uh, that there is no greater meaning in life than to love and worship God and to love those around you. Um, mm-hmm. I can look back on I can look back on my life and all of the moments that come to mind are moments of of worship of experience of God that that come to mind or uh, times that I've been loved or have gotten to love others. Uh, yeah. I mean, those are the first things that come to your mind. Um, uh, you know, going and traveling and seeing beautiful things, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is not necessarily doing those things, it's doing them with my wife and, mm-hmm. and uh, getting to do that with someone who loves me and who I love. And so um, these moments of meaning, I think, is what, that's what it means to truly live, is what Jesus is pointing to, always pointing to that, that, that deeper layer that we're trying to get to in our hearts and in our souls when we ask these kinds of questions. No, I'm a person who came to faith out of a real sense of brokenness. And that brokenness for me was that I had tried to live my life to the best of my ability, and it was still an utter mess. And so that prompted kind of this spiritual journey I went on. And I think it is true. I've said this before, and I kind of take it out and hold it up. But um, I don't think I knew what true gratitude was until after I came to faith. Hmm. Now, I had been glad I got things or I had been, you know, grateful that someone had done something for me. But the idea of that kind of true gratitude that fills your heart because you know that on your own you deserve nothing and yet you've been given everything in the salvation of God. That's that's meaning for me. With that, we will end with a quote from Oscar Wilde who has written, To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.